everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. So on today's episode, it's just going to be me speaking. I've got no guest on this week, but I thought I would use this week as an opportunity to just have a catch up with you all to sort of talk about three sort of main topics today. Um, the first being the impact of the travel industry on the global pandemic and my sort of thoughts and opinions and perspectives about the future of travel and then moving on to my One Globe 360 plans for the future. So I've got a lot of things going on with One Globe 360 at the moment, a lot of exciting new plans um, and sort of opportunities that I'm sort of trying to, to um, yeah, to sort of work on at the moment. And then I'm going to finish up with my top five tips for traveling in Southeast Asia. So I don't know whether later on in the summer we might have the opportunity to perhaps travel out to Southeast Asia. Um, yeah. COVID, you know, COVID pandemic sort of um, permitting um, and sort of the restrictions and the vaccine and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I just thought I would let you guys know from my experience, my top five tips for traveling there. So um, I hope you're all doing well um, and I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast episode, although it's just me talking um, instead of having a guest on as normal. But in the upcoming weeks, I will still have the guests on uh, just in process of sort of sorting out getting guests on for future episodes. So yeah, today it's just me and I'll first sort of start talking about the impact of the travel industry on the global pandemic. So I recently uploaded an IGTV on my Instagram about this topic and it's really, really interesting because there are a lot of opinions, different opinions, some similar, you know, some people have similar perceptions of what's going to happen in the, the near and sort of distant future with the, the travel industry, but a lot of different opinions as well. So it's important to sort of understand them all, hear them all and sort of form your own opinion about what the travel industry is going to be like in the short and long term. So you're looking within the next year and then also you're looking within the next five to 10 years as well. Um, I think in the short term, uh, there obviously for the next year or so, there will still be restrictions around the world. So it doesn't matter if, if we're in the UK, you know, we might not have restrictions the world of travel is impacted if there are restrictions anywhere in the world. So it's important that we're sort of understanding that, you know, and just appreciating that there are, you know, different countries are at different levels of this pandemic and at different stages in the pandemic. So I think in the short term, I think mask wearing will still be happening, will still be common on flights and in airports, potentially, you know, social distancing as well on, you know, on the airplanes and airports themselves, um, but I don't know in terms of whether airlines can continue to have, you know, reduced capacity, you know, on their on their flights. You know, a lot of airlines throughout this pandemic have kept the middle seat free, you know, for example, to allow for that sort of social distancing. But, you know, the airlines have lost out on so much revenue throughout this pandemic and they're going to want to fill up all the seats on their planes. So I don't know whether that's the sort of route they're going to take. Um, obviously, safety first, but in terms of revenue, you know, yeah, this pandemic has been going on for, you know, about a year now. So they have lost out on a year's worth of, you know, sort of consistent revenue uh, with what they're doing. So, you know, I think, yeah, mask wearing, social distancing will continue in some form. Um, I think the in terms of flights, it will pick up. So obviously at the moment in the UK, um, if you've come from um, a country on the red list, you've got to have a two week quarantine in the UK. Um, you know, in a hotel, sorry, you know, in the, obviously in the UK before you can then obviously um, sort of go on your way, um, either back home or I guess sort of traveling around. So, you know, I think until that stops, there will be a reduced number of flights, you know, to and from the UK, of course. Um, and it's just going to be very interesting to see into the summer, you know, with restrictions reducing, 
in the UK and potentially in Europe or, um, you know, although they're a little bit behind the UK in terms of the vaccination programme, what part is that going to play in the restrictions and the future of this this pandemic and travel? Who knows? It remains to be seen. Um, but, you know, it's important to, to recognise that the short term impacts, you know, of what we've been experiencing so far are probably going to remain the same or similar for a while. It's so like I said, the masks, the social distancing, the reduced flights, and then there's this debate with regards to flights about prices as well. And this is something that I'm really eager and keen to follow and sort of see which way these airlines are going to go. Are they going to go really cheap to try and drive up the number of people on their flights? Um, or are they going to go really, really expensive um, because they've lost out so much revenue, which will mean fewer people will be able to travel? Uh, you know, this pandemic has been extremely hard hitting financially for, a, you know, a lot of people, not just in the UK, but globally. You know, and before, you know, if if a, if a an airline had put their flight up by a hundred pounds, someone might have thought, okay, it's worth it. I can pay that. Let's go. But now that there's just been there's been this financial impact on so many people around the world, they might not have that hundred pounds to spend on you know on a on an airplane ticket. You know, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the airlines sort of pitch their prices. Um, I hope it's the first one, which is the the cheaper flights to sort of drive up demand and get people you know on these flights out out traveling um, and obviously for a travel lover like myself a cheaper flight means all the costs sort of uh, all the costs are reduced which is always a bonus um, but yeah it, it remains to be seen you know and especially into the long term you know throughout this whole pandemic people have been saying you know this pandemic's going to change the travel industry forever I don't think it will I think in the next year or two travel will become back you know it will get back to some sort of normality I hope so anyway I, I don't think it will stop people traveling around the world traveling from different countries you know we're an interconnected world you know in the 21st century we rely on each other we rely on being able to travel around the world for business for you know for holidays for you know lots of things like that so I very much hope and I'm optimistic that the travel industry will return back to normal within the next few years but I think it's the short term we have to focus on, obviously, for now and obviously respecting the rules, respecting the restrictions um, and just being safe. That's the most important thing, being safe. Um, and hopefully soon, I'm fing fingers crossed for the summer, I can I can go on some, you know, some um, adventures, hopefully a bit further afar um, than the UK. But if it has to be um, sort of a staycation, as they've been calling it within the UK, then that it makes me happy as well. Any form of traveling makes me happy. Um, I'm sure there are lots of cool places in the UK that I haven't visited yet and I would love to explore. And obviously you've got Cornwall, the Lake District, London's fantastic to visit. I always, always love being a tourist in London. I love being a tourist in my own city as well. Um, you know, it's, there are so many things where I live, places, activities that I still haven't done yet despite living here all my life. Um, so yeah, there remains optimism from my end anyway that, you know, the travel industry will bounce back um, and uh, we will soon be traveling again and enjoying traveling, which is the most important thing. Um, but let me know in the comments or send me a DM on Instagram at OneGlobe360 any of your thoughts and opinions about the travel industry and how it's going to bounce back and and um, and how long you think it will take until we sort of get back to being able to travel freely around the world again. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So please do let me know. Um, so what I'll do now is I'll move on to my One Globe 360 plans. So I've got a lot of, a lot of plans in the works, like I mentioned at the start. Um, in terms of my Instagram itself, I've sort of come up with more of a, 
Um, I've done a lot of content planning and scheduling and creating posts ahead of time so that I know what content is coming up. So I'm going to be posting a mixture of photos, as I always have been, as well as informative posts. So, for example, um, I've got some posts coming up uh, this week, which is my Barcelona travel guide, Paris travel guide, my Coco Palm a resort um, in St. Lucia review. Um, I've got currently like my top five podcasts, my February favourites. So lots of different like informative posts. Um, so I'm excited for that. Really excited for that. And then some very, very exciting news. I am a I'm a co-host on this new podcast, um, which is coming out. I won't reveal too much yet. You'll see on my social media the name of the podcast, who is who I'm doing the podcast with and what it's about. But very, very exciting news. So I'm going to be yeah doing a second podcast um, which is, yeah, incredibly, incredibly exciting. Just recorded the first podcast episode today for that. So, um, yeah, like I said, you'll find out more information on my social media, um, sort of in due course. Um, so yeah, super, super exciting with that. And then another thing is YouTube. So I'm starting to upload a lot more on YouTube at the moment. Um, I recently uploaded my, um, my, my video from my running challenge that I did in January, where I ran five kilometers every day, um, to raise awareness for the mental health charity Mind and for Red January as well. So I uploaded that video and that's doing amazingly well. I'm so, so chuffed. I've got almost, I think, 350 views now and it's gone up about 150 in the last couple of days. So hopefully, fingers crossed, I can get to 500 views. That's my target, uh, which would be fantastic. And um, yeah, I've got lots of YouTube plans. I'm currently filming a video where I go vegan for a week and sort of giving my honest review about the experience. Um... I've got ideas to do a breaking Guinness World Records video, uh, doing a day in a life of a university student in a global pandemic. Um, uh, also, I've been uh, doing like lots of meditation recently. So basically filming a video where um, for a week I meditate every day and sort of discuss my experience and just learning more about meditation because it's something I've only started to do recently. Um, so yeah, lots of different YouTube ideas, not just based on travel, but based on just like general lifestyle, everyday life, challenges, all those sorts of things. Uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube and taking a lot of inspiration from uh, lots of different YouTubers. So um, hopefully you guys enjoy my content. And if you can subscribe to me on YouTube, um, which is just One Globe 360 on YouTube, I'd be very, very grateful. Um, I'm almost at 100 subscribers. I'm at 75. So I've got a little way to go until I get to the 100. Um, but I'm really enjoying YouTube at the moment. So that is a platform that I'm going to sort of try and put a lot of my energy and time into and just see where it goes, really. Um, and then as, as well as that, you know, posting my regular IGTVs, which I've been doing now for a couple of months about lots of different topics, you know, top tips, favorite places to go, podcast recommendations, YouTube recommendations, all those sorts of things. And then, of course, TikTok as well. If you haven't followed me on TikTok, go and check me out. I post travel videos sort of just a breakdown of some of my favourite videos from the travelling experiences that I've had so far, such as my experience, my latest one was showing my experience um, in a hot air balloon um, ride in Jaipur in India for sunrise, which is amazing. Um, and um, yeah, just enjoying TikTok. I'm trying to embrace as many platforms as possible, um, sort of in this crazy world that is social media. I'm just trying to, yeah, embrace it all and try and post as consistently and as regularly as possible on all the platforms. Um, so yeah, give me a follow on TikTok if you are on TikTok. That'd be, yeah, much appreciated. But yeah, just overall, lots of more Globe 360 plans. As soon as I can start to travel again, I will be creating new content, uh, which hopefully you guys really enjoy. And for the time being, just sort of reposting 
I guess, videos and photos and advice and tips that I've got already from my previous travel experiences. Um, So yeah, we'll move on to the final part of this podcast, which is my top five tips for traveling in Southeast Asia. So my tip number one is use the public transport. So this is something that I didn't really sort of consider when I went to Southeast Asia, but the public transport in um, in Southeast Asia, and more specifically Thailand, is amazing, super, super reliable, very, very cheap. And um, I just say one of the best sort of ways from getting to, from A to B, you know, the buses were fantastic. Um, we, we went on trains, we went on an overnight train from Bangkok to Chiang Mai, um, which was fantastic, a very, very cool experience being on a sleeper train. Um, and yeah, just above all, super, super cheap. If you're looking to travel cheap, if you're on a budget, maximize, you know, make sure you use the public transport because it really is, you know, a brilliant way to get around from A to B. Um, and then my second piece of advice, my second tip is learn some of the local language. So when I was in Thailand, I tried to learn some of the sort of basic phrases. And again, when I was in Vietnam, I tried to sort of learn some of the basic phrases so I could try and communicate with the locals. Um, So just learning even hello, no, you know, yes or no, thank you, sorry, um, all those sorts of things, um, you know, the basic phrases in the local language. It means a lot to the locals. They love it when you try and get sort of involved in their language and their culture and sort of and, um, you know, show you are making a real effort. So I definitely recommend learning some of the local language. And um, you can check out my latest post on Instagram where I include an image of um, how to say hello and thank you, etc. in Thai, um, which is super, super cool. Tip number three is visit all the temples that you can. The temples in Southeast Asia are just remarkable. They are stunning and they are also unique in their own ways. Um, when I was in Thailand and, and Vietnam, you know, specifically, I absolutely loved visiting the temples. They were my favourite sort of parts of the day when we'd be go visiting temples because they were just gorgeous. I managed to get some incredible photos of them. And um, yeah, I just, you know, appreciate them so much in terms of the culture and, you know, the religion and an understanding about the history of them. Um, they're just, they're fascinating. So I'd highly recommend if you can get to as many temples as possible uh, during your time in Southeast Asia. And then tip number four is try the local street food. So I, this is something that I didn't really do when I was in Vietnam, but it's something I tried to do when I was in Thailand. So try the local street food, you know, you know, embrace it. Try, you know, try the the food that you might not have sort of thought you would want to try or try the food that you've tried before and you didn't like, but try it again because you never know, it might be better. Any example like that, you know, I, I tried pad thais, I had Thai green curries, I had, you know, mango sticky rice, which I fell in love with in Thailand. Oh, it's honestly so delicious. Um, so I embraced it so much more in Thailand. When I was in Vietnam, um, yeah, I really struggled with the food. I won't lie. I just didn't really enjoy the food, but I wish I'd embraced it more and just tried it. Um, but I tried to do that in Thailand, like I said. And honestly, it makes your experience of the country where you're visiting so much more enjoyable. Um, just, yeah, you know, getting some food from a local street street food market, Uh, It's all part of the culture. It's all part of being in the country. And um, yeah, I love Thai food. It's my favourite by far. Um, So yeah, if you find yourself in Thailand, definitely try the local street food. It's so incredibly cheap as well. Um, It's all just part of, you know, keeping your costs down. Um, If you're travelling on a budget, it's perfect. So yeah, that is tip number four. And then tip number five is find the hidden gems. So I'm, this is something I'm really looking to do more of in the future. You know, at the moment with with the traveling that I've done so far, I tend to just do the touristy things, you know, 
the sort of tourist hotspots, you know, the popular places to go. But I'd love to sort of find those hidden gems, find those places that are less crowded, less busy, not full of tourists and sort of just, um, yeah, find sort of these unique places in, in countries that I visit. And I guess more specifically in Southeast Asia, um, you know, water hidden waterfalls, or, you know, or temples that people aren't as aware of that aren't as popular, you know, um, again, you know, whilst, you know, feeling part of the culture and the experience of it all, but just finding places that are less popular and less busy is something that I'm really looking to do more of in the future. So yeah, that is tip number five. Um, so yeah, that has, this has been series five, episode seven. I can't believe now how many episodes I've done so far since launching the podcast. But as ever, thank you so much for all your support. I really appreciate uh, your support with, with, you know, the podcast, the YouTube, the social media, everything. It's, it's just fantastic to be a part of. And I enjoy doing everything to do with OneGlobe 360 so much. Um, so yeah, just thank you so much for listening. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed um, this episode, a little bit of a different one, like I said, where I haven't had a guest on today, but I've just picked out three topics that I thought would be cool to talk about. So any any feedback, as always, would be much appreciated. And as ever, 6pm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, every Friday, there will be a new podcast episode. So yeah, I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I will see you next week.